Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends, I'm excited to hang out with you today. We are going to be talking about your family space, and maybe it feels a little chaotic, right? So we'll talk about six decluttering hacks that you can use as busy moms. We don't have that much time, so we are gonna jump right in. Now, maybe you're like me and you're getting tired of tripping over that pile of shoes next to the door. You know, that pile of shoes that's right by the kitchen door to go out to the garage, or maybe it's right near your front door. You might be frustrated by all the kid clutter, right? The toys, the books, the other random objects that are laying around your house. Who doesn't have those, right? They're all over. Oh, or do you long to see your kitchen counter? Maybe it's been a while, right? With the mail and everything else that just lands on it. I don't know what it is about a kitchen counter, but it's just like a magnet for stuff. Or perhaps your house might be stressing you out. Just all these spaces, right? Because when you add them all together, it can feel so easy to feel a little bit stressed out and kind of chaotic as you look around your house. Piles of stuff can really add to our mental to-do list. They are added subconsciously. So especially for women, it can just derail your productivity and be super distracting and just add unnecessary stress and anxiety as you kind of look around and you feel overwhelmed, right? How many times has that happened to you? So let's take a deep breath and let's fix that today. We will be talking about, as I said, six easy decluttering hacks for busy moms. Now we know as moms, we don't have that much time. So these are six really helpful, easy, quick decluttering hacks. You as moms, as we said, are already busy and you're doing all the things, trying to manage all the people and keep them alive. And oftentimes our home and our space that we live in falls at the bottom of the list. But as moms, we just need some real easy wins, right? So I have six 
wonderful steps for you. Oh, get excited because we are going to jump in today, as I said, to all the things. Now, as we start, I just have to say clutter and stuff make me crazy. It's just how I'm wired. My family knows this and they are very kind, but it stresses me out when things are chaotic and stuff is everywhere. Is that you? Are you the same way? Or are you like, no, it doesn't really bother me. You know, you can be either way, but just ask my family. <laughs> I get super stressed out when there's stuff everywhere. Now I have to say my kids and my husband are getting better about putting things away because <laughs> they're very good at that. But they do often say, hey mom, where's my book or where's my cup or where's my thing? I just left it right here because I was going to use it later, right? And then they're like, oh, mom must have moved it. Mom, where did you put it? That happens quite often because I get stressed out about clutter and things. So I start cleaning up and then they're like, wait, I was using that. That happens. But to their credit, because I hate stuff everywhere and I tend to keep the house pretty clean, they have gotten used to things being kind of picked up and neat and tidy. So all three of them, I have to say, definitely keep their rooms pretty clean and pretty tidy but it is constantly a struggle. And it's the living room area where everyone hangs out that is usually the messiest, right? Because you're living there and you're using it. As I said, my kids are like, where did you put this? Because it's all the things that you're using. It's right there. So just recently I started teaching my kids to recognize when tasks need to get done. I heard somebody else mentioning this, and I think it's super helpful. Now, mind you, we're still working through this process, especially with the boys, of saying, oh, okay, are you done eating cereal? Okay, great. Now, can you put all that away before you move on to the next task? Oh, okay, are you done with all your homework? Then you need to put your backpack away and all the stuff away where it goes, instead of just leaving it all out on the kitchen table while we're getting dinner together, you know? that kind of thing. As I said, we're still working on being mindful of like what needs to be taken care of. Like, oh, look at all these dishes out here that are drying. They're all dry. We need to put those away. Who can help me put this away? <laughs> but seriously, if you need some help getting organized and just figuring out a system for some places that might be a little hard to tackle, I would love to hold your hand because organization is my jam. I love organizing stuff, building systems to make it easier to keep things organized and finding an easy way to declutter. So if you're listening and this resonates with you today and maybe you're thinking stuff drives me crazy, but I just don't know how to tackle it. I feel overwhelmed. My kitchen counter is always chaotic and covered in stuff and I just don't know a good way to deal with it. Grab a 15 minute coaching call with me. We can see if it's a good fit for you, or maybe you need something else, but I would love to work with you. If you need something, as I said, I love organizing things and spaces and figuring out a way that's going to work for you. You can reach me at coaching C O A C H I N G at birdmichelle.com B Y R D M I C H E L L E.com. 
and find me there. Just shoot me a quick email. Say, Hey, I need some help with this. This space is always chaotic and I don't know how to fix it. And I definitely would love to help you out with that. So grab a coaching call with me if you need some help. And if you are listening to this and some of these things that we're talking about just really resonate, definitely reach out and grab a coaching session with me. Know that you don't have to look at that dirty pile of shoes every day and think, oh, I just don't have the energy to deal with how to figure out a system for that. And why are they all here all the time after I've told my kids to put them away a hundred zillion times, right? So if you need help, grab a call. All right. We are going to move on to our six decluttering hacks for busy moms. Now, as I said, this is for all of us who are super busy and maybe a little unorganized and cluttered spaces stress us out. We're going to talk about some quick hacks that will help you love your home again without pulling out all of your hair and without spending hours of time on the things that you're like, I just only have 10 minutes. So grab a notebook and you can write these down, or I've mentioned, as I love to do, write them down in the notes section on your phone. Number one is floors and counters. So these are kind of the steps I go over with my clients. These are six really important, easy steps that will have a really big benefit. And the floors and counters have a huge benefit because they are the biggest areas and will make the biggest impact visually. So they will help you decrease your stress because as you look around, if the floors and the counters of your house are clean, they will help you just take a deep breath. Also, I think a majority of our clutter kind of moves all over our house, right? So sometimes it's easier to have a space where, okay, everything just goes to this one spot, the office or this one spot in the living room or whatever it might be. But maybe you're just working on keeping 95% of the house clutter free keeping most of the rooms in your home clutter-free. Maybe it all goes into the kitchen or the main area, but kind of the goal would be to keep the floors and the counters clean. And that is just a huge visual spot where it will let you just have the biggest impact for the least amount of time. So number one is to keep kind of the floors and counters clean. So as we mentioned with that, sometimes take all the stuff and move it to one section so that the other sections feel a little bit cleaner. Okay. Number two is dishes. So find a system that works for you. Don't leave dirty dishes in the sink overnight. It just kills your productivity in the morning and it kills your rhythm to kind of start from a kitchen where you have to clean it up as you come downstairs the first time. You want to have a really beautiful, clean kitchen at night so that when you come down the next morning to start the day, to grab that coffee, you can start from kind of a baseline and you're like, okay, everything's ready. Everything's good to go. I have this kitchen. Okay. And you don't have to start from almost a negative spot of like, oh, now I have to clean the kitchen. And 
all these dishes in the sink that we left here last night because we didn't want to have to deal with them. Now I need to deal with them. So start from a really good baseline. Make sure that you clean up your kitchen and keep it a little bit tidy the night before and that you take care of all those dishes in the sink. Now I do have to say, I've gotten to the point where I leave all the dishes in the sink probably during the day, from breakfast, from lunch, all the things, but we clean everything up at the end of the day. That again will help you be less stressed visually when you come down in the morning, that you're ready to start your day and things are all clean and ready to go. Number three is laundry. Have a system. You can do it at night. I used to do it when my kids were all after they showered and they were all getting ready for bed. All the dirty clothes from that day, I would take everything and just run a load right before as they all got ready for bed. And then as we were getting ready for bed, it would kind of finish. And then right before I hopped in bed, I would put everything in the dryer. That might work for you. Also, I've kind of switched that a little because now it's we're going to bed or trying to go to bed a little bit earlier. So I don't have as much time to wait till the laundry finishes. So oftentimes I get everything ready. I do kind of the same thing get everything ready, but I don't start the wash until the next day. So the next day I just tidy up, throw in a couple extra things and then start it. But I've already kind of gotten it all ready from the night before. And then I switch it over to the dryer during lunchtime. So that might work for you. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe you do all the laundry on one specific day, or maybe you do it over the weekend. Either way, have a system that works for you. So this can be just a system that works for you and your family, as I said. Now, the one caveat is sometimes it gets a little tricky if you have kids in sports and they need their uniforms the next day, right? With that, I say, usually I've done the kind of evening one where as everybody's getting ready for bed, I throw in a load into the wash and then I throw it into the dryer and some of their stuff usually has to hang dry. So I hang it on our stairs and so then it dries at nighttime and they grab it on the way down to put it in their backpacks the next morning. So that can be done. It just gets a little more tricky when your kids have sports and they need their uniforms by the next day. So number one, we talked about make sure your floors and counters are clean because visualizing those will make the biggest impact. Those are the biggest spaces and visually they will help you the best. All right. Dishes. Number two, making sure your kitchen is clean the night before and making sure all your dishes are done. Number three, having a system for your laundry so that your laundry isn't overflowing and out of control. Whether you do one load a day, whether you do it all over the weekend, or maybe another day during the week, whatever works best for you. Now, number four is one of my favorites and it has helped me so much not feel stressed about my house and like things are everywhere, but it is to tidy up two to three times per day. So I like to do it after everybody's left for school and right before I start my work block, I come back home from the gym and then take a quick shower, but I don't have time to run around and tidy up after everybody and things are kind of chaotic. So we get everybody to school, then I come back and 
take a deep breath, open up the windows, make sure things are picked up, start a load of laundry if I need to. So kind of pick up everything, make, kind of reset stuff. And then after that, I make my coffee, have my devotional and jump into that time. Another time I like to clean up is after dinner time. So after we've kind of finished downstairs and we've had dinner, then we clean up the kitchen, make sure that all the counters are wiped down, dishes are done and clean and that kind of thing. That the living room is picked up and then we kind of head upstairs. Now I tend to just kind of do that in a sweeping motion after everybody like, okay, everybody's moving upstairs and let's clean up all the spaces that we were in. And then everybody heads upstairs and we kind of clean up as we go upstairs and everybody resets and gets all cozy for bed. And that works best for us. Now you may find a different system that works better for you. Do whatever works best for you in that way. But I have definitely found that kind of doing a reset helps me mentally to be like, oh, the house is picked up and it's not crazy. And things are kind of put back where they belong. And your family can help with this too. I know we put stuff on the stairs and then have our kids kind of carry things upstairs when we need to, especially when we're going to bed and that kind of thing. We clean up the kitchen put all the stuff on the stairs and then everybody takes things upstairs. I do have to say, we are still working on kids taking their stuff upstairs, not just their stuff, but a lot of stuff, not like, oh, I only have one book. I don't want to take water bottles and a book and the sweatshirt. These don't belong to me. So (laughs) as I said, we're still working on it, but cleaning up just twice a day, just kind of tidying up will kind of help to just reset your home. All right. Number five. Everything needs a home. So if there is something that gets left out that doesn't have a home and no one knows where to put it, it will just keep moving around the counter. It will just keep sitting on the counter. It will just keep kind of moving around and being shuffled around because nobody has a place for this thing to go. So the best thing is to put, if you have something that you get, put it somewhere where you would look for it. So for example, if it was keys, put it in the the spot where you keep keys. If it's a notice about school, put it in the spot, maybe on the refrigerator, or I teach my clients another way to keep important papers. So that kind of thing, you just put it in a spot where you would look for it next. If you were like, oh, I wonder where I put that school paper. Put it in a spot where you (laughs) will remember to go look for it. And if you can, toss it out. Oftentimes I have things that I'm asking my kids, do you still need this for school? Can we toss this out? Each of my kids have a bucket. So sometimes school papers and other things, if I'm not sure if we are able to toss those yet, they go into their bucket in the kitchen and each of them have a bucket. I have a bucket too, which some things go and land in, but just it's really important that everything has a home because as I said, if it doesn't, then nobody knows where to put it. And then it just keeps moving around. And then you look at it time and time again, you think, what do I need to do with that? Where does that go? So it's very helpful to have it live somewhere. And our last hack that we will talk about is to declutter. Having less stuff will just take less stress out from you, less things to manage, right? The less you have, the better. Now, 
realize like, for example, we have a spot underneath our sink where we keep all the bags, you know, that one spot. Do you, if you have a spot in your garage or maybe in your pantry or maybe in your kitchen where you keep all the bags, bags that you're going to need, either grocery bags, maybe paper bags, plastic bags, or reusable bags, all those, right? Well, we have underneath in our island, we have three trash buckets and each one is filled with a different type of bag. So they're all under there. Great. The other day we realized when we were putting it extra bags down there, this is overflowing <laughs> and there are bags everywhere. So what are we to do? Are we just going to keep shoving things in here until this whole section, like we can't close the cabinet doors to it anymore? My, and my husband was like, we need to take care of this. So I said, you know what? I will work on this when I'm watching a football game. Because then I'm in the living room, I'm in the kitchen, in the center area where everybody is. There's a football game going on. We're all still hanging out and I can take 10, 15 minutes, pull all the garbage cans out with the bags, reorganize them, dump some, give some away, that kind of thing, and just clean it out. But just to have, okay, I'm going to declutter at this time, or this is a good time for me to declutter this space. And usually I find that it's a time when it's not during my work block. Sometimes it's during the weekend when my kids and my husband are doing other things, or maybe when we're all hanging out together, watching TV or doing something, I can easily go through a junk door or something that is in the same space. So just be mindful of that. Maybe your kitchen, there's a drawer that just never closes, right? And just has too much in there. And a great time to just take 15 minutes to just go through that drawer would be when you're watching TV together. Because the less stuff you have, the less there is to manage. And the less stuff your kids move around and that you have to manage and that you have to remember and that you have to be mindful of. So decluttering, tossing things out, giving things away is huge. So as these six steps that we mentioned, number one, make sure that your floors and your counters are clean. Keep those nice and clean. Trying to toss out stuff, put away stuff so that it doesn't live on your counters or your floor. Those are really big visual areas and will have the biggest impact. Number two, the dishes, make sure your kitchen is clean at night when you go to bed and that the dishes in the sink are all done or that you've thrown them in the dishwasher and maybe even set the dishwasher the night before or that next morning. Number three, the laundry, make sure that you have a system to do the laundry, whatever works best for you at night, in the morning, in the midday, whatever that might mean for you, find a system and a rhythm that works for you and your family. Number four is to tidy up twice a day, three times if you want, but really figure out just a couple normal rhythms that flow into your day. As I said, I like to do it after my kids are gone off for school because it's kind of a normal rhythm before I start my work block, or I do it at night as we are kind of cleaning and resetting the house for the next day. Number five, everything needs a home. Make sure that things have a home or maybe you can toss it out. And then that rolls into our number six, which is to declutter. The less stuff you have, the less you need to manage. Just as a bonus, 
systems for spots that are always a problem are usually key. So this is the problem areas where stuff always builds up. Maybe it's the counter, maybe it's the junk drawer, maybe it's that pile of shoes next to the front door. That's where you need a system. It's where things kind of build up and you're like, this one spot is always a mess. Maybe it's backpacks that always get dumped off from school, right? And you don't have a good place or a good system to do those. So those kind of spots are ones that you need to take some time to focus on to build out a system. If you need help building out a system, I would love to help you because <laughs> I know those can be really stressful, right? Because you kick those shoes or you trip over those shoes every time you go into the garage or the backpacks, right? So find a system that works for you. And if you need help working out that system, I would love to uh, help you grab a coaching call with me, as I said, or connect with me. I'd love to just connect and you can email me at coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, at birdmichelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com and just connect and um, we can figure out a good system for that spot where you're not always tripping over those shoes. I know for my kids, when they were little, I used to hate having the living room filled with toys, like all the kids' toys everywhere, right? And there's puzzles and there's magnetiles and there's all kinds of crazy toys. So I would get so annoyed with those. So we have an ottoman that we had gotten. And so I said, okay, we're gonna keep whatever toys fit in this ottoman. And originally I had like cute little boxes, like, oh, all the magnetile goes in these boxes or all this toy type of toy goes in these boxes. And then we put them all away and they fit in here. And then after a while I realized like, that just wasn't happening. And it was just easier to teach the kids to clean up themselves and not to use the boxes and just to be like, dump everything in. Everything that fits in this ottoman can be down here. And if it doesn't fit in the ottoman, then those toys need to go somewhere else. Maybe your room, maybe we give them away, etc. But I just found that that was so helpful because our living room could be a disaster zone in five minutes with toys everywhere, but then it could be cleaned up in five minutes with all the toys going back into the ottoman. And then I didn't have to look at the toys. And so it wasn't like, you know, some parents' living rooms that have like toys in the corner and the big giant Barbie house and other things. Everything was clean and I could visually like see the floor and I could visually look at it and it looked like a normal adult space. And so it just made me so happy. So if you have little kids, that's a huge thing I recommend. Now we still use that ottoman. We use it for puzzles and for board games. And so all the board games live in the ottoman now. And our kids, if they want to play a board game, they pull it out, they use it. And only in the amount of board games that can fit in the ottoman are in there. So, and there's some extra blankets too. So it really works really well as a storage bin. And then I don't have to see all the clutter all over the place. So key, but I just knew that was a system that needed to be created in our home to give me a little extra, <laughs> a little extra sanity and a little less of pulling my hair out. I really hope that these six hacks have helped you and maybe inspired you to get started or given you maybe some new ideas of how to manage your home and just to make it the place that you want and that it doesn't stress you out. 
It does not have to be overwhelming. And especially as busy moms, we just don't have that much time to devote to constantly cleaning, right? And so if you're able to do these six things, they will help you so much. Just resetting every once in a while so that your home just doesn't take over and all the stuff doesn't take over, right? I am just praying that you are able to remember these six things. And as I said, if you need help, let me know. I just hope that your home is able to get to a peaceful state that you can manage and that you are excited about. And it's a place that you can really relax and that you're not thinking about the piles of stuff that might be in the corner, that you're not stressed out by it. But if you need some help, as I said, getting your home to that stage, maybe you need some help just getting it to the stage where you can manage it. Maybe it's two or three steps below that and you're like, I just am overwhelmed. I don't know even where to start. So if you need some help, I would love to help you. If not, good luck. Use these six tips we've talked about and they will be a huge help to kind of help you manage that home in easy, quick, simple ways. Oh, I hope that you have just enjoyed this and that you have an amazing, busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 